Hey folks, Joyce Vance here. Another busy week of legal news. On Monday, an associate of Representative Matt Gates pled guilty to federal charges, including sex trafficking a minor, as part of a plea agreement that will require him to provide aid in other investigations, including a reported probe into Gates. Meanwhile, the judge in the Derek Chauvin case found that aggravating factors existed when Chauvin murdered George Floyd. That opens the door to a longer sentence. And there are updates in the aftermath of the Atlanta area spa shootings. Preet Bharara and I discuss all this and more on the Cafe Insider podcast. Today, we're sharing a clip from the episode with listeners of Stay Tuned. To hear our full conversation and access all other Cafe Insider content, try the membership free for two weeks. You can do that at cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. And for a limited time, use the code JOYCE for 50% off the annual membership price. We look forward to having you as a part of the Insider community. So there are some developments, substantial, um, not unexpected, but now we have some details, over the guilty plea of one Joel Greenberg. Who's Joel Greenberg? He's a gentleman, although that might be too much of a compliment to him given what he has pled guilty to. He was a gentleman who was the tax collector in a county in Florida. The reason people care about him uh, in large part is because he appears to have been a close associate of sitting Republican Congressman Matt Gates, and has engaged in a lot of activities with Matt Gates reportedly, including connecting Matt Gates to at least one underage woman, underage girl, I guess, for commercial sex acts, perhaps engaged in other activities, with Matt Gates, and the reason it's important is, as people know, if you've listened to the show even for for a few weeks, when the feds come and get you and are squeezing you and have charged you with a lot of crimes, particularly as in this case, crimes that carry with them a mandatory minimum sentence, based on this guilty plea, Joel Greenberg is facing a mandatory minimum minimum of 12 years in prison. One of the only ways to save your skin, get lesser jail time, perhaps even get down to no jail time, if things go perfectly for you, is to flip on some other person higher up in the food chain. And so there is lots and lots of speculation, but it's more than speculation based on actual things that have been said and reporting that we've seen that seems credible, that Joel Greenberg has chosen to flip on, among other people, Matt Gates. And so there is all these predictions about Matt Gates being charged with one or more crimes in the near future. So I think we should say that there's speculation that he's flipping on Gates. Of course, the plea agreement is silent on that point. And that doesn't mean anything, right? Can you can you just, because I, I get this question all the time. For you and me, it's obvious. Can you explain to folks why it's the case that Matt Gates is not identified by name in the plea agreement? So there are at least two reasons. One is DOJ has a policy against naming people that you haven't charged. And so we would see something like the individual one moniker that was used for Trump in the Cohen case. But perhaps more importantly, the integrity of an investigation can often depend on keeping this sort of information out of the public eye. So DOJ prosecutors aren't in the habit of naming who else they're investigating or where they're heading next in court pleadings. So recall that Joel Greenberg was charged in multiple superseding indictments. Superseding indictment just means you had an indictment, you add charges or you take away charges. In this case, charges were added and so there are newer versions of the indictment, ultimately charged with 33 counts. He pled guilty to six counts. And so 
there are some people who say, well, he got a huge deal. That means he must be cooperating because the charges went from 33 to six. Other people say, well, you know, that doesn't mean he's gotten a real deal because what really matters at the end of the day is what your sentencing exposure is. And his exposure is 12 years to life. And he did, you know, was compelled to plead guilty to the most serious charges, including sex trafficking of a minor, which carries the 10-year mandatory minimum sentence. Do you make anything of the fact that it went from 33 counts to six counts? That's not the deal that Greenberg got here, right? At best, that saves him. There's an assessment that you pay per count of conviction. So it saves him a chunk of change. That's really about it. As you say, the real import here is whether Greenberg is able to obtain, through his cooperation, a reduction in that 12-year mandatory minimum that he faces. And so something, you know, that's sort of interesting here is the child sex trafficking charge has a 10-year mandatory minimum. He will have to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life after pleading guilty to that. And then the aggravated ID theft, the two-year mandatory minimum there, runs consecutive to the 10 years for sex trafficking. In other words, 10 plus 2 equals 12. A lot of the time, and this would be the case if he had pleaded guilty, pled guilty to all 33 counts. Wait, you're going you're gonna to waffle on pleaded and pled? You're going to say both? I'm so surprised that pleaded came out of my mouth because I am a pled person. I I can't remember where you are on this. I am pled. Oh, my goodness. Do you think you could have been my co-host if you were not a pled lady? I didn't realize that was a criteria. Interesting. So, yes, pled. If he had pled to all 33 of those charges, they would have been grouped, and his sentence would most likely have still been, his guideline range would have probably been someplace around this 12-year mandatory minimum that he faces. You know, I'm a little biased parochially in favor of the methodology that we use in the Southern District. And so every office does it in a different way, I guess, or there are some variations across the country. So some people are saying, well, he didn't get much of a deal. In other words, it didn't take a lot off the table given that the sentencing exposure still remains 12 to life. That means nothing to me at all, because in SDNY, you don't get a break in charging and in the guilty plea if you flip. In fact, you know, some, some might argue we pile on and we make, you, we make you plead guilty to everything possible. So it does not look like you got a sweetheart deal. And then depending on the substantial assistance that you offer and depending on the submission to the judge later and how much worth you were to the prosecution, then you get a benefit at the time of sentencing, but not at the time of charging. So to me, and so that's why like me and Ellie Honig and some other people make nothing of the fact that notwithstanding some deal with the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Middle District of Florida, the likelihood remains very, very high that he has provided substantial assistance against Matt Gates. How do you feel about that, given where you come from? Same. We're not a... My old office is not an office that favors charge bargaining. You have to prove your value. Prosecutors, at least in my district, don't like to buy a pig in a poke. We've got to see someone perform and see what they can do. I was deliver. waiting. I was waiting to, to see which in which episode would you say pig in a poke? Pig in a poke. How did you know that we used that? Is that something that y'all say? I've read too? it. I've read it. I'm a reader. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect way of characterizing it because everybody comes in with their lawyer, proffers, tells prosecutors, here's what we can do for you. The question is, does it pan out and can you get convictions in those other cases that you contemplate working on? So Greenberg's real deal will come 
maybe at sentencing, but the plea agreement also says that if his cooperation isn't complete when he's sentenced, his benefit may come in the form of a motion that prosecutors are able to make up to and including a year after he's sentenced to reduce his sentence based on cooperation. Rule 35. Yep. I still remember that rule. It's a very important rule. We use that a lot. doesn't happen that much, but yeah, but it happens. It depends on how fast they go to sentencing. And I, I don't remember off the top of my head how quick this district is. My district is a little bit of a rocket docket. And so sometimes a judge would agree to continue sentencing to let a defendant cooperate. We could see that happen here. Or there could be sentencing before Greenberg's cooperation is complete, in which case the Rule 35 motion would be used. So something is interesting to me here. So I, I continue to maintain that it's a, a reasonable prediction that Matt Gates will be charged because I don't know why. I mean, maybe, there, maybe there's other folks who are big fish that we're not aware of, and that certainly could be true. But given the reporting and given how much people are talking about it and given how sloppy Matt Gates has been, and also given, by the way, the taunt, this to me is a, is a critical piece of the puzzle, the taunt some weeks ago at a court proceeding by Joel Greenberg's lawyer who said, for no reason, he didn't have to say this, he went out of his way to say, quote, I'm sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today, all right? This is before the guilty plea, weeks before the guilty plea. Why do you say that? You say that because you're engaging in kind of a schoolyard taunt, but I don't think you say that un unless you know for a fact that your client is providing information against Matt Gates, and then he pleads guilty, and there's a provision in the plea agreement that says he's agreed to cooperate fully with the government. I think Matt Gates is, is likely to be charged given the guilty plea. However, not having seen what charges there are, not having seen what other kind of corroboration there is, the idea that Matt Gates will be convicted of serious crimes is far from a foregone conclusion. And in part, that's the case because Joel Greenberg is a really bad guy and has a lot of credibility problems. He's pleading guilty in part to, to crimes of mendacity, lying. You know, as, as colleagues of mine have said, and I'm, I'm sure you have observed yourself, Contrary to intuition, it's sometimes the case, whether it's a gang prosecution or a mafia prosecution, that people who have engaged in tremendous amounts of violence, even murder, are more credible than fraudsters. And Joel Greenberg is a fraudster. So how do you think they made the determination, not only that Joel Greenberg has information, because lots of people have information, but whether or not that information is going to be transmitted at a potential trial of Gates in a way that jurors will not be turned off? It's a real problem, especially because one of the charges against Greenberg is that he made up a story about a political opponent, said he was involved with a student, with an underage girl. And so Getz, if he's charged with sex trafficking of a minor, sort of has that built-in defense. But, you know, I don't know how you handled this. I was always a fan of telling a jury in closing argument, look, I wish I could bring you a choir boy as a witness in this case. But, we would but say I priests can't. and rabbis. <laughs> we would say priests and rabbis. I don't know why we said choir boy. That was what we always used. I mean, it's, you know, the defendant chose the witnesses the, that you heard today. Great I line. didn't choose those witnesses. But that said, prosecutors won't do anything with Greenberg unless they can corroborate him every step of the way. If Matt Gates is in fear of anything, it's likely his text conversations, or even if he was talking with Greenberg on Signal, which he thought was secure, presumably the feds now have Greenberg's phones and can look at everything. I want to dwell a little bit on that count that you mentioned, 
that's not getting as much attention. Most of the attention has been focused on the underage sex trafficking. Of course, that's a serious crime, and it carries with it the 10-year mandatory minimum. But boy, on direct examination, if Joel Greenberg is testifying against a sitting congressman, the prosecutors will have to elicit the conduct to which he pled guilty that you mentioned. And it's not just that he made up a story. He, and you know, it's a family show, so I don't want to read some of the actual language. Joel Greenberg wrote letters, a half a dozen or more letters, that purported to be from another student, exposing, you know, a lie, is a lie, exposing a relationship between his political opponent, person wanted to run for tax collector, who he claimed had, among other things, an inappropriate relationship, you know, basically statutory rape with a student. And not only that, but also put up a false uh, Twitter account in the name of this other teacher who's going to oppose him in the election that made him out to be a white supremacist. So he basically figured out a way to call his political opponent a pedophile, a predator, and a white supremacist racist. That's not, that's not going to sit well with the jury because it's both a lie and also despicable. And he's also, by the way, kind of stupid because one of the ways, because that teacher was investigated by the police because as an initial matter, you have to take these allegations seriously. They found nothing, there was nothing to it. And one of the reasons they were led back to Joel Greenberg, scumbag that he is, and I feel no qualms about calling him that because he's now pled guilty to these things, is that he left his DNA and fingerprints on multiple versions of the letter that he sent to members of the faculty. And, you know, I've been doing this a long time. You've been doing this a long time. It's not common for me to say that's among the more despicable things that you see a person do. It's not a crime of violence, but it's pretty disgusting and will turn off jurors, don't you think? I think absolutely. And and as you say, the prosecution will have to front this out if Greenberg ever takes the witness stand on direct examination and make sure that the jury hears all of it from the prosecution. And then the prosecution's going to have to explain why the jury can still trust Greenberg's testimony, which comes back to corroboration from other witnesses and, and documents. Yeah, and the cross, like, you know, you don't even have to think that hard about the cross-examination by Gates's lawyers if there's ever a trial. It's like, isn't it true that you lied about someone else in politics to benefit yourself? Yes. Isn't it true you made up wholesale things about this adversary for personal benefit? And there's a 50 different ways you can ask that question. And it's true. And isn't that what you're doing here, sir? Isn't that what you're doing here? And they'll say no, and they'll have to show the text messages. But this is this is this is not a a great, warm, fuzzy witness by any. And you know, I don't know what his demeanor is like, but you know, given his conduct, I can't I can't believe he's going to come across well. So I you know I, I worry about that for the prosecutors if they're going to bring a case against Mackey. I don't mean to overstate it, and presumably there's a lot of corroboration, like Venmo and texts and emails and other kinds of things. But boy, I don't envy the prosecutors having to deal with this witness. You know, there's another problem that prosecutors face, and I don't mean to minimize the crime of sex trafficking of a minor in any way when I say this, but Gates is a popular elected politician. This is a very conservative district, very heavily military district. Um, that's what their jury pools look like. Thanks for listening. To hear the full episode, head to cafe.com slash insider and try out the membership free for two weeks. 
And for a limited time, use the code JOYCE for 50% off the annual membership price. That's cafe.com slash insider. To the many of you who have chosen to join the insider community, thank you for supporting our work.